Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Auburn Tigers improved to 3-0, defeating the Sanford Bulldogs 45-13 Saturday night in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Let's talk about it on this episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? 3-0 for the first time since 2019. Yeah. The Auburn Tigers are improving, man. Happy Victory Sunday to everybody out there who celebrates. If you rock that orange and blue, I know you're celebrating. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. We're feeling good, Blake. It's time to bug, baby. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, college football was wild yesterday. It was crazy. There's a lot of teams uh, right now that aren't 3-0 and uh, that usually might start 3-0. and <clears throat> you know, uh, a lot of teams out there that, you know, struggle with teams like South Florida. Uh, so, you know, uh, Auburn did not. Auburn went out and handled business. Auburn found a way uh, to get the offense going, I feel like. It started a little sluggish early, but uh, I think Peyton – uh, I think Peyton took control of things and started using his legs, and I think he uh, I think he solidified QB1, in my opinion. We'll talk about that a little later, but uh, I'm really proud of this secondary man, J.D., um, you know, having a, having a turnover and, and getting that pick. I know that's big time. I know you've been high on J.D., uh, and then my guy sent man. I always want to. I always want to throw out three six and give him the love that he deserves. Dude is just absolutely hooping right now. Uh, he is. He is a force back there in that secondary man. So hey, wait, um, he's still on track for twelve picks. Just like <laughs> yeah, <said> last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I said five, man. I said five, and uh, you know, I think he's going to soar over that. Uh, he's already at three, averaging a pick a game. Uh, and so I think he's playing himself into a high draft pick, man. I really do. I, I think he is playing himself, uh, with the seatbelt, man. He's got to get his seatbelt back, right? <laughs> he's got to get his seatbelt back. Uh, so I just love the energy this team brings, man. Uh, the, the slow start, they got things going. They finally got it together. Uh, and I, I thought it was a heck of a, uh, a heck of a performance last night. Yeah, uh, before we get into it, remember what I said about the jet lag. I mm-hmm. predicted 45 to 10, ended up being 45 to 13. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a slow start just off of, hey, you, you can get fired up to go to Cal. 
Then you've got A&M. This is obviously a trap game, that sandwich game. And then also they mentioned it on the broadcast, how the players told them in their uh, media meetings leading up to it. They told the broadcast crew, hey, we didn't really feel right till about Tuesday night, Wednesday-ish. Mm-hmm. So that whole trip to Cal, man, I, I, I guarantee you we're going to look back at that game at the end of the season and say that's just a get in, get out like you alluded to, like that Kansas State game back in 2014, just a really weird situation. Just be thankful that you won it. And uh, I think that played a factor into the slow start. They made some halftime adjustments and really turned it on in the second half, though. Well, you know, what's crazy is you get done with that Cal game, right? And then, you know, you have to get everybody together. You know, you you sing the fight song. You got to go do the media and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you got to take a shower and get ready to go get on the plane and everything. And you don't get home until I think they got home at, what, 8, 9 a.m.? Mm-hmm. They got back uh, that yeah. Sunday morning. So then you got to go home and you got to sleep. Right. So yeah. that Sunday is a wash. All right. Right. You missed a whole that, day. You missed a whole day. That Monday, your body mm-hmm. is off. All right. If if you've ever worked night shift and then had to and then had to go back to day shift, all mm-hmm. right. That's what we're talking about, man. Your body feels like it's off. It feels like something's wrong. All right. Because you're used to a set schedule. And then all of that got wrecked, man. So they were a day off. All right, and then they had to slowly get their bodies back to where it was used to being, and and that's what we mean by switching time zones and going out to the West Coast and everything like that. It was just, uh, and and you called it, you know, you said Auburn was going to start slow. I like what they did early, you know. I just think Peyton made uh, two mistakes on the night, and we got to cut those out. But other than that, I I thought he looked pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, sorry. So 45 to 13 is the final, Blake. Let's do this. We're going to say, talk about what we loved and what we hated. I'll start here with what I loved. Um, man, I wasn't the only one. So everybody all week said, I want to see Peyton Thorne throw the ball 30 times. Yep. <laughs> they came out on that first drive, and it was down there towards the end. I thought you got a little bit too throw happy. At some point, just punch that thing in when you're half a yard out. Uh, especially on that second down. But we wanted to see Peyton Thorne come out and throw the ball. Uh, we felt like those opportunities were going to be there. We wanted to start seeing a rhythm get established. We wanted to see Rivaldo Fairweather get fed. Rivaldo got fed early. I know he had five receptions. We'll see. He had uh, he had five receptions for 57 yards and yeah. 11.4 average, and his longest was a 41-yarder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that, man, getting him established early because you also got to – obviously you got up you got up at some point and then you kind of, you kind of tone it back, but you get him established early. That lets me know, Hey, in a close game, we're just going to keep feeding him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay fair got fed early. He came up seven yards short of being the first Auburn receiver to have 100 yards since uh, VAR did opening week last year. Um, Hugh had said after the game that, uh, you know, he, well, I'm, he know it was about Peyton because Peyton also shout out to Daryl Dapridge. Dale Dapridge was uh, said he could he was what well, he paying at two eighty two right yeah so he was right there he was eighteen yards short of becoming the first Auburn quarterback to have three hundred passing a hundred yards rushing and who was genuinely upset that he was like man if I'd have known that I'd have brought him back out there and we would have thrown it um, so I also know he would have if he would have known that Jay was right there at one hundred he would have let him get it so um, we wanted to see Rivaldo we wanted to see Jay fed early. Hugh said it in the press conference. And to another point, we everyone's been kind of saying, hey, 
he will let you know what's up in the press conference. And he lets you know what was up. He said on Monday's press conference, the play calling, or not not specifically the play calling, but the switching out of the quarterbacks didn't work, and I, th- and I think it made the offense look awful. Well, they didn't switch it out, and we'll, and we'll get into this too. I really like that's how I want to see Robbie Ashford used. Down yeah. there on the one-yard line, you've already tried a couple of other things. And then, and then again on the second one, because he scores on the first one. So this time they have to honor Jar, you know, they got to honor him. And then he makes the right read and hands it to Jarquez. So mm-hmm. that's where Robbie's dangerous, man, right there on that goal line. And then it, cause it's just a hat on a hat, 11 on 11, like everyone talks about. And at some point in a big game, if you keep doing that, that rollout with a tight end, you know, with a Rivaldo coming out or a Jay Fair leaking out, that's going to have something open up. That's how you use them. Not switching them out on the 30-yard line on third and seven. They, they used it the proper way, right? And I love to see that. So, for me, Blake, it was really about we wanted to see the passing game have a rhythm. We wanted to see it get established. Um, other than that first drive where you're all the way down on the one-yard line, I have no problem with the first down fade route. I have a problem with the second one because it's like, okay, You've already shown that you can throw the ball on this drive. You'd already established a rhythm in the passing game. Just run it in right there. I would have loved to have seen Jarquez right there. Just run the ball in, let him get his first touchdown. But even if it's Sean Jackson, I don't care, Damari, whoever, on that second down play, because then obviously you get the penalty on the third. You have to go back. Um, I've seen people saying that it hit, I believe it was Jair in the shoulder pads on that interception and that it should have been caught. I will reserve judgment until Ike does the film breakdown and we get a nice, you know, nice look at it. Uh, but for me personally, I still felt like it was kind of forced. Maybe, mm-hmm. may, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, right there, I feel like you got three in your back pocket. Just throw it out. It's early in the game. And I won't get on this point today, but I saw people, Blake, all day chasing points, not taking points across college football. And I saw people going for it on the on the 28 and in the first quarter and all kind of stuff on fourth and three, these coaches out here wilding right now. But so just throw that ball out of bounds, man, get that field goal. Um, and then obviously on the, uh, the other interception that Peyton threw, Jair shoulders wide open. He's got to hit that check down. That one I'm for sure to say was a bad decision, but overall I thought that the passing game looked great. Peyton Thorne's numbers here. I wanted to see him throw it 30 times. He threw it 32 times. Mm-hmm. 24 of 32, 282 yards, uh, the touchdown pass. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of Madden stuff going on. If you play Madden, you know what I'm talking about. You'll get that 78-yard gain on Madden. You always get tackled at the one somehow. There was a whole lot of that, a whole lot of getting tackled right there on the one or the two, just not quite getting it in. So I think Peyton could have had a couple more touchdowns there. But a touchdown to two interceptions. Uh, both those interceptions came in the first half. I thought the second half looked a lot better. So for me, and then also on Peyton Thorne here, our guy Jake Crane. And I, it's it's amazing to me that I still don't see anybody else in the media outside of Jake Kane talking about this. He said the most important part about Peyton Thorne this whole year would be whether he can run the ball well enough to make teams respect the RPO. Will Peyton Thorne have 11 attempts for 120 for 123 yards again this year? No. Maybe versus New Mexico State if that's the plan. I would doubt it, seeing how the Iron Bowl would be the next week. But, no, he probably won't do that. But now it's on film that he is athletic enough to that you do have to respect that. You kept him in the game. 
Even when he made his mistakes early, you didn't pull him. You let him get a rhythm established. Your guy, Shane Hooks, with a big touchdown. I thought that Rivaldo, Shane, I thought Jair, even though it was only like a gain of six, I thought that he boxed a guy out and, made, and went up and got a jump ball. Um, I liked overall. Now, two, these interceptions will kill you in the starting next week. But overall, Blake, what I love was exactly what, what was my want to see and was yours too on Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see Peyton Thorne establish yourself as QB1. You don't want to go into College Station wondering who the QB is. You're not. It's Peyton Thorne, and that's what I love the most. What say you, brother? Uh, like you just mentioned, I loved the way Peyton Thorne used his legs. Uh, I think that's going to open things up for him. And and we kind of talked before we started recording, right, about I, I saw a different Peyton Thorne when he started using his legs. Mm. I saw him start to relax. I, it looked like the guy was gaining confidence as the game went on. You saw a looser guy, that third down run that he had, where he lowered the shoulder for the first down. Me and you talked about that. We said, hey. This guy's starting to slowly come around, all right? I feel like his feet were getting wet, uh, and, and things are starting to click a little bit, man. Now, I know he had the two the two mistakes. I understand that. We got to stop turning the ball over. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I, I think this is going to open things up, the RPO, obviously. Um, I didn't like that second throw, man, that, that second pick. Uh, just just like you mentioned, he had Shorter on the underneath, uh, and Shorter might score on that. He was so wide open. He probably has to make one guy miss, but uh, he definitely gets down inside the 10. He, he was that wide open. There was nobody on him. Um, but other than that, I just love the way he played. He had a little moxie about him last night, uh, and, and he didn't get frustrated. Uh, like I always like to mention, Robbie Ashford, always there when Peyton comes off the field. They're talking. They're going over things. Uh, You can see these two guys get along with each other, all right? I like that. I I think that is is big, man. I want to see both of our quarterbacks meeting each other, all right, at the sideline, and I don't want to see what we saw last year, all right, where both of them are on complete ends of the sideline. I don't don't like that. So – I think it was a big positive last night. He turned the ball over twice. He bounced back. He had a heck of a second half. I think these receivers are starting to gel with Peyton. I think it's starting to come together. You're starting to see guys like Omari Kelly. Like He had a heck of a grab last night. Uh, obviously, Jay Fair is his guy. He loves Jay Fair. All right? We love Jay Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see – I want to see a couple of more guys that we expected to be there, right? I know we're banged up, but I, I just feel like we're we're missing a couple guys that we expected to be there. It was good to see Coy Moore get back in, in there last night. Uh, he was a guy that come on last year for us, and and uh, it, it was nice seeing him getting his, uh, getting his touches last night. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, Rivaldo Fairweather, an absolute weapon. An absolute weapon, uh, and we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to pinpoint him a ton this Saturday at A and M, and we will talk about that more into the week uh, as we break down A and M. But uh, I think there is some secondary issues with A and M, Dustin, and I think Rivaldo 
And I think Jay Fair and Omari Kelly and all of these guys in that receiving room should be licking their chops this weekend when they watch film on that A&M secondary. I'm telling you, man, I think there's opportunities for Auburn, Peyton Thorne, and these receivers to have big plays this coming Saturday against A&M. I really do. I think we got a shot. Yeah, and we talked about this on the Tuesday live show. There's going to be opportunities versus Alabama secondary. Yep. Because South Florida couldn't take advantage of that yesterday. And what was one, a very sloppy game where it was hard to pass the ball for anybody. Um, they just went off a of talent. They, yeah, they just yeah, went that, off. yeah, yeah. But the Bama secondary, if you can throw the ball, they're, they're suspect. Yeah. Um, Arkansas secondary, obviously suspect. Yeah, like Georgia secondary. If you do what you need to do on the road, I like there are some teams, man. LSU secondary, I believe a suspect. We'll, we'll get into this uh, Friday when we make our pick. Next Friday when we make our picks for the SEC games. But I tried to tell y'all about uh, Mississippi State, man. Like yeah. when when you're switching, when you're switching the way they're switching their offensive. Every, Mississippi State fans were dogging Will Rogers. You think Will Rogers is a different quarterback? You got him running the wrong system. That's yep. what's going on at Mississippi State. Uh, did you see Mississippi State secondary get torched? And LSU secondary is still very vulnerable. I'm just making the point Mississippi State's not the kind of team with what they got going on on offense right now to capitalize mm-hmm. on that. The whole West. Remember the guy on the live show Tuesday that said, how can I say Auburn secondary is the best in the SEC or best in the West, I mean? I think it, it continues to show itself. There is yards to be had through the air in this division. There is. So you got to feel good seeing, okay, us throwing the ball downfield, not scared to push the ball downfield. Even with that pick that Peyton threw that was a bad one, hey, airing the ball downfield, obviously hit your check down guy, but it wasn't It wasn't the timid Peyton Thorne that I thought that we saw versus Cal. He settled in, let that thing go. And if you really think about it, they, they did the QB rotation the whole game versus UMass, they did it the whole game versus Cal. This was Peyton's first opportunity to come out of halftime and still be like he had – there was no rotation. He was just the guy. So for him to make those mistakes early and then come out in that second half comfortable, established, really for the first time all season, he got the opportunity to do that, and you saw a much improved situation. So I'm encouraged. One thing I, w- I want to say real quick, and, and it's kind of – regarding all of college football, okay? And when we have a close win like last weekend against Cal, right, and we we come in and we start slow against Sanford and all of the Auburn fans are, mm. oh, man, we're garbage. Like, like this is terrible. Okay, look, folks, uh, Florida State almost mm. lost to Boston College yesterday, okay? And people, after week one, people were claiming Florida State yeah was walking to the national title that they wouldn't they wouldn't win a game under 30 points they were going to beat the beat the piss out of everybody they played and it was just going to be clear cut national champions all right i think q freeze makes a very very valid point when he says enjoy this win because they're hard to get in life they're hard to get in this conference and they're hard to get every single Saturday. So enjoy it. All right. Yeah. I feel like we, we get kind of irritated and, and we, you know, our seat starts burning a little bit and, and we start getting aggravated, man, just enjoy it that we made some mistakes early and we bounced back. 
and we weren't in a a, a seventeen to three slobber knocker with a team that won one game last year. Okay, so uh, just be excited for this football team, man. We have a we have a hell of an opportunity this weekend to go to College Station, where we're what four and one all time. Mm-hmm. You go there. It's at eleven a.m. I think that that suits us well. The Aggie fans and their little cult thing they got going mm-hmm. down there. They're not going to be into the game. They're not going to be drunk yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's super weird, man, and those jokes aren't funny. Uh, but we'll talk about that later in the week. But uh, be excited, man. Be excited about the opportunity. We got a 3-0 and football team. Yes, sir. Uh, I like that you said that. I'm going to tie that into my final thoughts. Um, so what I didn't love, Blake, was, one, I did not love the turnovers. Yep. On offense. Um, love creating them on defense, but on offense, we uh, got to stop, man. It's two weeks in a row. There's the fumble on the punt return, and I know that Keontae Scott was out, but you got to – I mean, guys get hurt. You got to have more than one guy that can catch a punt. Sim. We had to put Sim back there just because he would <laughs> catch it. And then on the final one, we didn't have anybody back there. Yeah. Um. Got to get that figured out this week. As much as you're going to be blitzing Keontae Scott in that star position, as much as you're going to be able to, you're going to be using him. He's going to be, he's going to be involved in a lot of contact. Keontae can get hurt, you know. Now I don't know why, and I'm not a special teams guy, so I don't know if he still did something wrong. But correct me if I'm wrong. Var did go back out after he muffed the first one, right? And he caught the second one. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure why then you make another move, you know, and put – I, I don't know. I'll, um, I'll have to get more clarification on that. But uh, – so, yeah, that's not good, though. And then, obviously, the two turnovers. So, in the last two games, you've had seven turnovers. Now, this is supposed to be the what I hate segment, but you're seven for seven on the year. Like it said, you're, you're, you're dead even. You've created seven, but you've given it up seven. You take away that giving up seven, and we had that five, four or five game stretch last year. Me and you talked about it all summer, how you're going to have to create turnovers. You're creating them on defense. I mean, Simp's got three alone. Mm-hmm. So, and a fumble recovery. So, Simp's been involved in four turnovers, four turnovers by himself. So, if you cut down on your turnovers and our turnovers, Blake, they've been in bad situations. They've almost all of them. Outside of the uh, the interception last week, thorn to hooks, um, which is really just a, is a bad throw. It's also a miscommunication. It's just a combination of bad things there. Uh, they've all been on the wrong side of the field from our perspective. We're driving the ball. We're in the red zone. You got to get points, man. Just just take you're down there. Just get the damn three. Like just don't make the mistakes. You want to get the touchdown, but if it's not there, you got three in your back pocket. And, yes, it's for Sanford, so you can get away with it, but you're developing bad habits, not scoring in the red zone. you Because you're going to get more opportunities. You get a stop. Me and you saw it Friday night, right? Whenever uh, one of the – slips my team – slips my mind, but one of the teams was down by two. And my brother was like, are they going for two? And me and you said, nope. Just kick that extra point because you don't want to end up chasing points. You're only down by one. Anything can happen. Baker. 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 Yeah, just – just just keep playing the game, right? So uh, what I'm saying is, is you're in the position, you're winning the game, you clearly have the better team. Don't turn the ball over in the red zone, man. Mm-hmm. Don't get careless with the ball in the red zone. That's something that I hate. 
is seven turnovers within the last two games. We have got to clean that up. The four sucked versus Cal because you're, but you're on the road. It's a midnight kick, whatever, you know, whatever, man. Weird, weird situation. Three more at home. No. And this is a ball game where you should have won 58 to zero, 58 to seven, somewhere in there. And when it was 31 to 13, ultimately we held it down, but Sanford had the ball at 31 to 13. And I'm having nightmares as an Auburn fan saying, oh my God, this is kind of one of the situations where I bet they find a score on something goofy. And now it's 31 to 20. You know, we have to play our starters all game. Now, luckily it didn't happen that way, but our next three games now, are they playing this way? No, but just off of recruiting, just off of talent level, the next three teams we're playing have better talent than us. They have better rosters than us. They've out-recruited us over the past three or four years. Two of these are in places that both seat over 100,000 people. Listen, A&M, they're in wounded animal mode, as Josh Pate likes to say. They got their back against the wall. They know if they lose next week, it's two and two, and boy, the heat is on. You're going to get everything that you're going to get from, from A&M. They'll give you everything they got. You cannot turn the ball over on the road versus a team that is at least equal to talent than you, if not a little bit better. Not saying they're the better team. I know AM has their issues, but just talent-wise, you cannot afford to go on the road and turn the ball over four times like you did versus Cal or yeah. three times like you did versus this. And my one final thing, Blake, too many times in short yardage yesterday, we didn't pick up the first down. We picked up a fourth down because Jarquez got tackled in the backfield and was able to spin for the first down. I believe that was Jarquez. Um, too much of that. Now, is that an emphasis on we just knew we were going to throw the ball? Maybe. But it was. But still, there's no excuse for some of the short-yarded situations yesterday where we got put in the wrong spot. Um, it might have to be Robbie in some of those if this offensive line isn't going to get it going. And – uh, my guy, Gunnar Britton, I believe in you. You're a good player. Two penalties and getting beat on some plays that he shouldn't have got beat on. Got to step that up. And when you look at it, Blake, like I told you before we started recording, you got guys from Tulsa. You got guys from Western uh, Western Kentucky. You know, like we acted like before the season started, practice reports are telling us those are practice reports, right? There's a lot of G5 guys that you think can just gel and all of a sudden be an SEC line. Avery Jones, a guy from ECU, right? Like, those are all G5 guys. So can can they all step up and, you know, okay, maybe. I hope Tuttle's okay, all that kind of stuff. Very young, a lot of guys that still have to gel together. But it's not quite what we thought it was. And there was several short yardage situations yesterday where Auburn should just be blowing Sanford off the line into story, and that didn't happen. So uh, I felt like we ran the ball well versus Cal. We just fumbled it. I felt like we ran the ball well, obviously, versus UMass, but wasn't impressed with what I saw yesterday. Not not raving the red flag, but just raising an eyebrow. So, Blake, what is your concern? What did you hate that you saw Saturday? Uh, yeah, the lack of <laughs> the lack of push up front, obviously, uh, and um, not being able to, to get the run game going. That was concerning to me. Jarquez – uh, still looks a little rusty, looks off. What do you have, 11 carries for like 37 yards? Yeah, get his ankle taped right yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah, he was getting taped up. Um, how, how many how many yards did we run for? It wasn't many. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, for you. I, I, know, I know that wasn't our goal, 
but like you mentioned, man, short yardage. Right. We were getting, we were, we were getting blown up, and uh, that was concerning to me, especially when I look at our task Saturday with Texas A&M. What is the strength of Texas A&M's team? It's their front seven, man. It's their it's that D line, and and that's what's concerning to me. Is I look at us, uh, I look at us on a third and one, a third and two, and we go a gap, and Jarquez gets blown up. You know, like that. That is that is where I start scratching my head, going, "Hey, man!" Like next Saturday, we got to get this thing going. All right, we got to win in the trenches because that's the strength of Texas A&M. If we don't run the football next weekend at Kyle Field, and we don't hold on to the ball, we're going to lose. Simple and plain. We're going to lose. Like Dustin said, if we keep turning the football over, we are going to lose football games. All right? We're lucky right now that we've played, and no shot at any of these programs, but we're lucky right now that we have played UMass, Cal, and Sanford. Mm because we have turned the ball over way too much, all right? I thought defense played great, by the way. I thought it was very vanilla. I thought it was very basic. Uh, I, I'll i be honest with you. Auburn's so beat up right now, Dustin. I think it was one of those games where it was like, hey, uh, let's just get out of here. We got SEC play next week. Uh, let's try to limit these injuries. Uh, and, you know, I mean – Auburn's got dudes that are out right now, man, and uh, we got to get healthy quick. We got to get healthy quick. Um, the the number one thing that I hated is the punt return game, man. I mean, you had the run game and the punt return game where can somebody just, just field it, be a possession guy, and just field a damn punt. Like okay. the Baker kid, right? The Baker kid's not yeah. going to return it, but they have it for Baker High, but they have him in there just what to catch the ball. What does he do? The other night, I said, Dustin, I said, there wasn't nobody within 30 yards of him, and he called for a fair catch. He's just a possession guy. He's just back there. Hey, it's up here. I'm going to call a fair catch at the 50. All right? It's great field position. I'm not looking for a return. I'm just going to field it, and we'll take the ball at the 50. Just put me a guy back there that can <laughs> catch a punt. All right? I don't want to see any more returns, all right? I know Keontae was out and everything, and I know he's our guy. But still, man, what if, what if Keontae goes out Saturday at Texas A&M? Who you putting back there, all right? Give me a guy, man. Give me a guy. I just – it's aggravating. Because uh, it really and truly, I mean, that's how Sanford got their second touchdown. Yeah. We muffle punt and bang, they're right there at the end zone. Uh and 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 they stick it in. So I um I'm a little worried about running the football. Uh turnovers are a huge concern for me. Can't have that this Saturday on the road, first SEC game, like Dustin mentioned, with their backs against the wall. They're gonna come out swinging. They are. Uh they're fighting for their head coach right now, even though they're gonna be desperate. Yeah, I don't even – even though I don't know how many of them are actually fighting for him. That's but, a good point, yeah. Um, we're going to find out at 11 a.m. next Saturday. So, uh, we just got to clean the small things up, man. This football team – I'm not trying to sunshine pump here, all right? But when I look at this, 
this football team can go to battle for an SEC West title, okay? I'm dead serious about that, man. You look at this SEC right now, and it's wide open. It is wide open. Arkansas loses to BYU. I can go ahead and tell you, Arkansas is not a great football team. I've never been impressed with the K.J. Jefferson stuff. Like you you called it from the get-go, Mississippi State, not good. All right? I got absolutely drugged on Twitter three weeks ago, right before the season started, by Mississippi State fans because I called them I, – I told them, hey, you're not relevant. Right. You never will be. All right? I watched Ole Miss struggle with Georgia Tech for three and a half quarters last night. I know Judkins didn't play, but still, Ole Miss should be slapping Georgia Tech around. Um, LSU, like you said, we still have questions about their secondary. Yeah, they're probably the number one team in the West, in my opinion, right now. If mm-hmm. I had to rank them, I would put LSU at number one. All right. Uh, Alabama, there's a mess over there right now. There's a mess. Now, do they have the talent to uh, stay in the game and win the West? Yeah. We're never going to doubt Nick Saban and the go to college football. Like, they could figure things out. But right now, they haven't. So, where does Auburn sit in that? And you're just a few ticks away from being a really damn good football team. And I'm serious about that. I'm not sitting here trying to sunshine pump and toot the orange and blue glasses and the, and blow the horn, okay? I am dead serious. You have a legitimate chance to go to Kyle Field Saturday and make a statement and say, hey, we're for real in year one. People didn't think that we were going to be this good, but our defense is legitimate and our offense is starting to turn the corner. So like, like Damari said, drop your nuts, all right? Hmm. Drop your nuts and go make something happen, period. Yeah, I mean, for first time since uh, being 3-0 since 2019, that's not nothing to, to just poo-poo on, man. Like, we're making improvements. And if you look at last year, you've got to go back to that San Jose State game. Go back to that Mercer game. You know, like, 45-13 to 13 win. Is it going to be perfect? No. But for one – when I look across college football, I see a bunch of teams that don't have continuity because of the transfer portal. Yep. And it's the same thing with us. So, again, like we live in this Auburn cocoon. We only look on Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. Man, everybody's got problems. We're handling our business. The goal is to win the game. You know, you come in, I, I 45 to 10, 45 to 13 was the finals. is about what I thought it was going to be. So, uh, yeah, like you consider the trip to Cal, the jet lag coming into the week, everything that happened, man, I think this team – um, go back to Harson's first year when we blew out the first two teams, right? And then you went to Penn State and you barely lost, and you were like, "Oh, okay." Um, no, no, you just you just were better than those teams because of athletes or whatever. But that team had a ton of problems and they didn't really show themselves. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the problems early now. Do they rem- they could remain problems all year and it be a thing? But I'll give you this. Did Hugh Freeze not see what what the problem was last week as far as QB rotation and fix it this week? Like, did it not look a whole lot better? Did did we all not say all week, okay, time to get the passing game going? Well, guess what happened? Got that passing game going. Hmm. Hugh Freeze isn't just going to sit back and pound his head against the wall and try to make something work that that's not going to work like we've seen with the last two regimes. 
we, I knew we weren't going to see that crap again. They kept talking on the broadcast. Haven't seen Robbie. Haven't seen. You're not going to. Yep. You're not going to. Last week was it. It didn't work. That was it. Hugh's not going to put up with that, man. He's not. He knows that this team, and we've talked about this for a long time, Blake, this team has to turn that mental corner. Mm -hmm. And this was a game last night when anybody that's followed Auburn, it happened to us over the last 10 years with a team like Sanford. Mm -hmm. It happened to us with a team like Mercer, where you're just – this was the exact kind of game we've been in before, Jacksonville State. Remember the UL Monroe disaster where you just hang, where you should be blowing them out. And ultimately, well, the, the freaking Utah State back in the day, where we had to get an onside kick. Like you just you let these teams you're better than hang around. That could have happened at that 31 to 13 mark when Sanford got the ball back. It didn't. They had just got that touchdown. It was a nice little quick drive they had put together. Mm-hmm. Then they get a stop. They could have done something right there. Not the most hype atmosphere at that point. You know, not a big opponent injured in hair that night. No, they've stepped on it. They said, this is not what it's going to be. They made the adjustments at halftime. So I saw from the mental side, the progress that you can't necessarily put in stats or statistics. Last week, first Cal shot yourself in the foot from the moment you got off the plane to the moment you got back on it. But the team, like Q Freeze talked about, the defense continued to come up to him and say, I got you. I got you. I wasn't in that uh, that locker room at halftime last night, obviously. But it seems to me like there was no panic. And I know we were up 17-0, to but you had made a bunch of mistakes and played bad ball after playing four quarters and making a bunch of mistakes and bad ball. And the offense came out and said no. And they got it together kept it clean, did what they needed to do. So I think that from that aspect, the mental aspect, that how many wins is that worth this year? I don't know. It's worth some, but what it's what it really is worth is it's building a pillar. It's changing the culture. Mm-hmm. It's not turning off an elevator and making kids walk up because you want them to understand hard work or whatever that, that junk was. It's not that. It's getting in. The, what do we always talk about, bro? It's in the game. When you face the adversity in the game, you got to overcome it and respond. That's the only way to start changing the narrative. That's the only way to do it is to start making those plays. When you're down at Cal in a game you haven't been playing well, just find Rivaldo in the end zone make the play. Last night, things aren't going well. You're not the turnovers, all these things. But you just stay steady. We're better than this team. Let's come out here. Let's execute. Let's put our foot on the throat and get it done. I think that the mental, the culture that Hugh Freeze is trying to build, I think that the guys are having fun. You know, every the simp every time now with Hugh Freeze. I think the boys are having fun playing football. Fans, you should be having fun. I, I tweeted out last night after one of one of Thorne's nice runs. I said, boy, Peyton looking good running the ball tonight. This morning I wake up and somebody's underneath the comment going, you're such a thorn hater. He looked good throwing it too. That's it. He just looked good. (laughs) Brother, I'm just complimenting the run, baby. I'm just complimenting the run. Get out of your feelings about this whole quarterback thing. I'm pulling for whoever's taking the snaps, bro. Let's have fun. We're 3-0. This team is making progress. Me and you 
went and saw the recruits Friday night. There's a couple dogs coming in, okay? There's progress being made at Auburn that can't necessarily be seen right now. Mm-hmm. We're good, man. This program's headed in the right direction. Even There's going to be losses that come this year. But I'm telling you, the mental hurdle, we're turning that aspect. Dustin, I, I want to slide this in here real quick. We, I think we are going to lose. You know, we're going to lose games, obviously. But man, you look around the conference, like I talked about earlier, and like you just mentioned, that eight and four is starting to look pretty damn good. Like it looks, especially if you win this Saturday, the eight and four is starting to look pretty damn good. Like I can see us winning eight games because the rest of the conference. It's not as in, it's not as inferior as as we thought it was going to be. You know, all we heard all offseason was Arkansas and KJ Jefferson. I mean, that they're going to the SEC championship this year. I can't tell you how many times I saw that on Twitter that Arkansas was just going to beat the piss out of everybody they played, and this was KJ Jefferson's Heisman year. Um, and and. I just look around the conference, man, and I see dubs for Auburn. I see opportunities. I see opportunities for Auburn to to find themselves in a legitimate bowl game. So I, I'm excited, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you, man. I mean, there's it's gonna be one of the years, you know, like I've been saying, 2007, right? It's just every week, like I, you're you're gonna think you have a team figured out, and then you don't. And uh, it's, it's going to be fun, man. It really is. So there's going to be games I think Auburn wins that you're like, whoa. And then there's going to be some games where you lose and you're like, oh, it's just it, the SEC, SEC West standings are going to be uh, – it's going to be wild. a good time. It's going to be wild. So what we want to do, guys, is we want to get in here and show this defense love because we're three games in. I'm, I know who we've played. But before we do, man, look, Friday night, me and Blake went up to Foley like we've been talking about, watch Baker versus Bryce Kane. And my goodness, these two young men put on an absolute clinic. Uh, we will have a full breakdown for our members coming up this week. Got tons of highlights, Blake. We got all kind of stuff coming up for these guys. Uh, Bryce is just kid is just unreal. Listen, we have some messages asking us about um, the game day group chat, Blake. I know that you put up on the YouTube and on Twitter as well. So Twitter was the overwhelming winner of how y'all want this to happen. So. For our members, next weekend we will start a Twitter group where it will be only for the members, right? We will be in there because I'll be honest with you, man, I don't really like to be talking to a whole lot of people during the game. I'm trying to watch the game. But you guys, we will definitely get in there and talk to you. But we'll be talking to y'all, man. So get in there. Uh, we'll have more on this Tuesday for our live show and uh, and um, the Friday show as well, kind of, kind of talking about how that's all going to work. But that's what we decided on on that. And for the varsity squad guys, y'all already know, man, this this is going to be a really good one. We have mm-hmm. tons and tons of Bryce Kane versus Perry. And, look, it's not all going to be love. We're going to tell you some things we saw that they need to work on. But uh, that one's going to be a really, really good one. We had a great time. It was a great game. Yeah. And uh, Coach Marcus Davis was there. Uh, everybody, everybody was there, man. It was a packed house. So really excited about that. If you are a recruiting nerd, then I'm telling you, Get that varsity squad membership. And also for our JV guys, we are right here on getting all this paperwork approved from YouTube and everything that goes with that. We're almost done with all that. So we'll be able to get the gifts. And starting next week, we will have the game day chats. We know a couple of y'all reached out like, hey, we want to talk to you guys on game day. 
we've been working on it. We've decided Twitter's the way to go with that because there's these apps, right? There's Patreon. I know it was a bunches that you were work you were looking at. Um, that we figured it like this, y'all. There's you're gonna if you want to be a part of that, you're gonna have to create an app. So for one, the majority of our, fo- our listeners and followers are already on Twitter. If you're somebody that like doesn't, you know, you don't do social media or all that, but you still want to follow our content, just create a quick Twitter, hop in the game thing, you know, hop in the game chat, and then maybe follow me, Blake, follow whatever Auburn account you want to follow. You don't have to be a chronic Twitter user, you know, but that's a good way for you to keep up with the content. And that's where we're going to put the group chat at. And we would love to give you guys our thoughts during the games and all that kind of stuff, interact with y'all on game day. And, and y'all guys have been asking us for that for the last couple of weeks. So that's been our decision on that. We'll have more on all that coming Tuesday night on the live show. We'll break that down. Same thing Friday. So be on the lookout as well. Also, Monday, Tuesday is that that Perry Thompson fires Kane Pog. I'm telling y'all, we're really excited about this one. This is going to be fire. So, yeah, man. So we're excited for that one. That'll be up for our varsity squad members very, very soon. Also, you see the shirt I'm rocking. Go over to thewarreport.com. Man, support us right there. Go over there and get that level up, up tempos T-shirt. That's the warport slash shop.com. Go over there and check that out. If you have not used the 15% off up tempo code over at home field go do that as well because they got some fire stuff boy and i'll tell you what else is fire blake this auburn defense i'm tired of trying to i guess dampen my expectations i'm tired of saying ah, well look i know what umass is i know what cal is i know what sanford is but on offense, we always say it's a bunch of new pieces. They got to come together. A lot of new pieces on defense, too. A lot of a new system on defense, too, with a new coordinator. No Kaufman yesterday. No Keontae yesterday. I think Keontae could have went um, just precautionary, obviously. And then uh, with Donovan, it's the concussion. So I don't know how long he'll be out, hopefully next week. But, you know, concussions usually, knock on wood, not season ending. We, we expect him to be back soon. And you talk about us being banged up. That is one thing. I don't know about everything that happened yesterday, but I don't think any of these guys are out for long, long, right? It's just a yeah. bunch of – it's just a it's bunch just of nicks. It's yeah. everywhere. It's just everywhere, right? Um, but Jay, my boy, J.D. coming back. Wow, it was the first drive, right? His first drive back. Body, you yeah. know, boy, getting the pick. I'm telling y'all, man, J.D.'s a dog. Wait till he gets back in the flow and really gets going. But he played a great game yesterday already. With him and Kay and Lee, man, we got some young dudes back there. In the second half, Sylvester Smith played a game back there in the fourth quarter. Man, he was in on some plays. I saw Colton Hood. Dude, I saw Terrence Love. Really, really love the secondary. I love what Ron Roberts did. Blake, you talked about how vanilla it was yesterday because mm-hmm. of no Keontae, because of no Domin. We didn't see those exotic blitzes, really, that we did see. Um, they were just trying to kind of keep everybody healthy, the getting in and out scenario that we kept talking about. But still looked really good. And I'll tell you something. I w- I'm not scared to say that that kid at Sanford is going to make a little bit of money in the NFL. Not saying he's going to start games and light it up, but he's a roster. He'll be on a roster. That kid can play. Yeah, for Sanford. Yeah. That kid can and, play. And, that, and that's what I was going to say, too, is like I, I saw some people say, oh, we're not pressuring the quarterback. But it's also the system they run, too, right? So like, they get the ball out really quick. All right. Uh, he doesn't keep it in his hands long. They like to spread it out, get it out the screen game, get it out in space, short crossers over the middle and everything. Uh, they, they were quick. They were quick, you know. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I, I think that was to offset that Auburn pass rush, right? They they knew Auburn was going to blitz, put pressure on the quarterback, and they were like, hey, we just got to get it out, man. Uh, and 
so it was very vanilla, very basic. Uh, Auburn knew that they could cover downfield. Uh, there was really no success for Sanford to legitimately move the ball down the field, you know, because you knew that Auburn's defense would eventually tighten up and uh, and make the play. So I think this defense is legit, and I keep pointing back to next Saturday and A&M and the task at hand, and I look at A&M and our run defense, Dustin. If, if our run defense keeps playing the way that it's been playing, I know we haven't played a legitimate – uh, I'm not – I mean, Jay Knott's good, man, but, like, how good is – you know, how good is Cal? I mean, they were in a dogfight with Idaho yesterday. So, I don't want to say that we haven't faced a legitimate back because, yeah, Jay Knott is really good and that backfield is really good out at Cal, but we haven't faced an SEC backfield yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so – if we go into Kyle Field Saturday and our and our run defense plays like that, and it forces Wegman to have to throw the ball down the field vertically on this Auburn defense, I think that is a bad recipe for A and M. A and M is going to have to run the football. All right, they're going to have to establish that. And if they get into passing situations, I think that is disaster for A and M. I think it's such a bad matchup for them. It's not good. Uh, I think Ron Roberts will put pressure on on Wegman or whatever his name is. Um, and ultimately, you saw last year, he can be off, man. You get in his face, and he can be off. He can make bad decisions. Uh, if, you, if you give him time in the pocket, he's going to light you up, all right? But there is holes in that A&M secondary. There's plays to be made. Go back and watch the Miami game. They're not that great, I'm telling you. So, uh, I, I think this Auburn defense is legit, brother. I'm right there with you. Uh, this secondary is the best in the SEC, and we will we will die on that hill. You know, I I, I remember that question in the live show, uh, and I'm right there with you, Dustin. Um, I think Kay and Leo will play on Sundays. I think yeah. he will be a, a high draft pick. I think you're going to continuously see – uh, the real DBU produce guys into the league. And, uh, you know, J.D. coming back, that's big. Uh, you got sent back there at safety. I did see Zion get beat yesterday. Ten, ten did give one up. Uh, a little nervous about that. Uh, but, you know, it, he's going to be – I think he's improved this year. He has, he has. Uh, he just – I don't know. You know, that, that was my one worry in the secondary. But uh, – all right, we'll be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be fine. That boy Sylvester might. If he has to slide in, he'll be good. And Speaks, the kid Speaks, he's looked nice. Um, you know, so we'll see there. And again, no Donovan or no Keontae. Uh, and on Kagan, you know who? You know who else came in early as a freshman, played like right away, and then it was one of the things where you just don't hear his name. Like you didn't hear Kagan's name versus Cal, and you really didn't yeah. hear it, hear it last night. You know why you don't hear it? Because he's that boy. Good. Then boy, then boy's getting blanketed over there. I tell you who else does that and continues to do it. And he goes through the NFL and no one ever, ever talks about him unless you follow me on Twitter. Um, Cause he doesn't make big, exciting plays because he just got the guy covered. That's Carlton Davis. Yep. That's what I see. They're not the same build and all that kind of stuff necessarily. But as far as just, Oh yeah, that guy's on my team. If you got a DB that you're kind of forgetting is even out there sometimes, he's doing his damn job. And I'm telling you, man, I'm right there with you. Kay and Lee, not only is he a uh, 
I see a Sunday player. He's got he's a high. <laughs> he's a high pick. He's good, man. Yeah, he is a really good player. So, and to have him in here already getting these reps, like how good's he gonna be next year? You know what I mean? How good's he gonna be his junior year, the year that he's really ready to shine and go to the pros? We are uh this defense, man. I'm really excited about it. Not uh the numbers wise, not what Eugene did versus Cal, but he still was all over the field. I mm-hmm. thought that Larry Nixon had another good game. Uh, we need Jalen McLeod to get healthy. You know, yeah. Jalen get healthy. Uh, he when he's out there, man, he makes a big difference. No but doubt. I think I think that overall, with all the questions we had about this defense, um, I think we have a lot to be encouraged about. I, tr- I I'm liking what Ron Roberts is doing. Pretty vanilla game plan yesterday versus a dangerous quarterback, and we said that with the lack of depth we have at D line and some of these positions. We're going to have to create some turnovers. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Wesley Steiner has been serviceable. He's improved yeah. from last year. He's not He's not a, a liability out there. He's doing his thing. So it's nice to see the improvement that's happening on the defense side of the ball. The test starts next week. You know, the test really starts next week. And then it gets real now. This I know this 12.3 points per game will not continue. But, you know, and some of the – if you can – in a game like AM and a game like Georgia and a game like LSU, if you can keep them to around 21 to 24, even a 27, I mean, you know, like, okay, okay, there's a chance you're you're in the ball game. So I think this defense can do that. I think this defense, even versus better competition, can play above average. They can play above what my expectations were of them. And I think the secondary has just proven that all the preseason hype was exactly what we thought it would be. And when you get Nehemiah back and when G- when J.D. gets back in his flow and his rhythm, when Donovan gets back, Keontae gets back, you're looking at a deadly, deadly defense that <laughs> can keep this all can keep this this team in any kind of game. Um, and we got we got some guys, man, Rivaldo, Jay. I think Jarquez is going to be OK. I'm not worried about Jarquez. Jeremiah is a big play waiting to happen. You got a defense that can keep you in the game, and then you got a couple of guys that can make some plays on offense. Yeah, man, that eight and four is is, is sitting there. So just clean up the mistakes, man, and uh, keep playing defense the way you've been playing. It's the attitude on defense side I like. Mm-hmm. They look like they're having fun out there. It's yeah. it's that Auburn style again. That meet me at the ball, um, playing with that intensity, and that's the encouraging part to me. And to see the young freshmen. I mean, our set. This is twice now whether it be versus UMass or yesterday last night where the first guys off the bench are a ton of freshmen. Yeah. And I like them getting those reps and I like the way they play. Well, they make mistakes like they did versus UMass where they get that touchdown. Sure. They're freshmen. That was their first game, but you got a lot of guys in there again, like the hoods, the loves, the Sylvester's that are getting reps early. Love to uh, love to see it, man. And, and, Man, this I'm telling you, I know everybody wants to look at this year and and how best this year can be. You get to seven or eight wins this year, which looks more and more to me the more I look at the rest of the West. And then you got that schedule next year. You crush another portal cycle. You crush the recruiting cycle. Man, I'm looking big picture. I, I like where we're at. We've played three games, Blake. We're 3-0. and Throw your toilet papers in the trees and let's party, man. I feel good about it, Blake. I'm right there with you, brother. I, I think – I think there's a shot that uh, with everything working out in the SEC the way it has, uh, I think there's a shot Auburn could make a run to a really nice bowl game this year. I think Auburn could compete 
uh, that Jake Crane uh, Auburn finishing third in the West, uh, third in the West doesn't sound uh, so crazy to some, you know, now uh, I, I heard everybody say, Oh, well, you know, Auburn finishing third in the West, no way that's going to happen. They're seventh in the West. Uh, hey, it's wide open. Auburn's got a shot. It starts next Saturday. Yes, sir. Who free said we got to feed VAR. We got to find Rivaldo. Uh, obviously VAR was hurt, but we got to feed uh, Jay Fair. We got to feed these guys. He came out and did it. He said the QB rotation isn't what we thought it was going to be. He changed it up. It looked a lot smoother. Uh, you have a coach here that will look at the problems. will try to fix it. He understands the job. He gets it, man. And there's a ton of things the team has to work out on and off the field. They're doing it while they're winning. So yep. we should never apologize for getting dubs, man. It feels good to be 3-0. We will see everybody back here. You got something else? Uh, I, I just wanted to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. And I, and I took a jab earlier. Took a jab earlier. Um, to our friends uh, across the state, all right, I just want to say one thing. Don't go around, all right, wanting to – wanting to throw shade and try to turn uh, your shitty performance mm. uh, on Auburn, all right? You, you, you sit here yesterday and uh, you're scrambling around because you don't know who to put at quarterback, and then you want to text me or tag me on Facebook and say, oh, well, this is what you felt like the last three years. No, 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 no. Don't bring that in here now, all right? Don't bring that. Last week, I saw you down a dude, all right? You downed him the entire day. He's trash. He's garbage. Get him out. And then yesterday, you were begging for him to go back in. Oh, please, please put Jalen back in. Please put Jalen back in. All right? You're lost. You're confused, all right? Yeah, everybody's making fun of you, okay? Everybody's making fun of you because guess what? You're spoiled, all right? You don't know how to lose. You went down and played in Tampa, all right, to a team that won one game last year, got a brand-new head coach, and you're in a dogfight three to three at half, and the best camera angle we can get because it was flooding and the lightning was popping everywhere. I felt like we were on Mars watching the game. All right. <laughs> and you over here, uh, oh, Ty Simpson's the guy, uh, Buckner's trash. Uh, put Jalen in. You don't know what you don't know who to put in. Because guess what? I don't think your main problem is your quarterback. I think your main problem is your offensive line is garbage. Your offensive coordinator is dog water, all right? Uh, <laughs> your your D-line ain't the ain't it ain't what we're used to seeing, all right? Uh Caleb Downs, welcome to college football, my guy, cuz you got absolutely truck stick. Uh and uh yeah, it's it's a disaster over there right now, but it's fun to watch, all right? But don't come at me on social media and try to flip this thing. Don't try to spin it and say, oh, this is what y'all felt like for the last three or four years. I don't want to hear that, dog. I don't want to hear that. You sit in this, all right? You sit in this, and and next week, you got Ole Miss, all right? Yes, in Tuscaloosa, but Quinn Ewers struggled with Wyoming last Mm -hmm. night, and I think he had like 94 yards passing against Wyoming in the third quarter. And so, I mean, college football is wild. But y'all have fun with this Alabama team, man. Y'all, y'all enjoy it, you know. Learn how to lose. Quit being spoiled brats, man, uh, because this is what it's really like. You're, you're falling down back to earth, you know. You, you've been 
you've been living on this uh living on this planet out in space for so long just being flat out better than everybody and uh and now you're falling back to reality so uh have fun with it and uh don't get in your don't get in your feelings when other fan bases talk a little trash we are about to find out who is on that bandwagon and who remembers Mike Shula and was rocking with the tide back then? Who remembers There's some Mike of them? Price. Who remembers hey. Mike Price? Yes, sir. That credit card. That credit card will get you. Hey, yeah. Rest in peace to uh, Babes, the wonderful. Oh, excuse me. It was Airdy's Angels, the wonderful strip club down here in Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that cost that cost a Bama coach his job. I hate that mm. for him. But hey, listen, man, we remember those times. I remember Tubbs walking off the field with the six. I remember Shula going to sit down in the chair and, and falling and, and hitting his head on the damn desk, getting ready for the press conference and everything else. So, uh, yeah, dude, y'all, uh, I'll say this to Bama fans before we get out of here. Listen, y'all have had your right to talk these last 10 or 15 years. You've had. But I remember all of it, and mm. I've stored all of it. And it's been over a decade at this point of just storing. I got all the receipts. I got them online, of course, but I got, I got the ones in the mental, too. And I'm just letting you know, when that kingdom starts to crumble, these two guys right here at the Uptempo Podcast will be on the front lines talking that shit. That's but right. until then, War Damn Eagle, we will see you guys Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time on our live show. Until then, I hope you guys have a blessed week. We're out.